Well, welcome to another welcome segment of the to Blind Window Radio. Oh, finally. In high fidelity. Welcome to another segment of the PI Window on the World. I'm your host, John Hanson. My producer, Jordy, you know what? we got to get the cues going here because the last time at the end of the last show, I was talking, the music kicked in and drowned me out, although that may not be a bad thing because I can occasionally talk too much. Anyway, let's get at the business at hand today. I just want to remind everyone first, though, that we are broadcasting, as always, live through our studios in New York City. Uh, The broadcast, of course, is available on an on-demand basis, which means, hey, you can listen to it at your convenience, which is one of the great, great features of Internet Radio and Blog Talk Radio. Now, today, Today's guest is Jeffrey Smith, who is the county uh, executive uh, uh, for the uh, Santa Clara County. And I'm inviting him on the show because a couple of weeks ago, I wrote an article talking about an engagement with KPMG. And just going to come on and, and share a little bit of insight on that, because as you know, we like to seek a better understanding of what's going on in the procurement world, especially in a place like Santa Clara County. So without further delay, I'd like to welcome Jeff Smith to the show. Welcome, Jeff. Uh, well, thank you, John, for having me on. Well, you know, and I've got to ask this just to get some background. Santa Clara County, uh, you know, that's in the Silicon Valley area. Everybody knows that. But just give me a little bit of background. The county doesn't have one of the biggest spend budgets in, 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 in the country. Like it's in the billions, well, yes. isn't it? Yes, it does. It's in the, right now. Well, for the next year, 17, 18, we're expecting our budget to be about 6.5 billion uh, total. Now, of course, a big chunk of that is uh, employee costs, but roughly a half is is uh, actual purchasing and procurement. And we've grown quite a bit um, over the years. Uh, the Silicon Valley has been uh, booming financially, while a lot of the rest of the country has had problems. However, we did feel some of the hurt. Uh, Back in 1998, our total budget was about $2 billion, and we had um, revenue that was considerably below expenditures for about 10 years, so we ended up needing to cut about a billion and a half dollars out of the budget as we moved along. But since uh, approximately 2010, we've been very stable and having a little bit of excess revenue, so we've grown quite a bit. Now, in, in your role, because you've been with accounting for a long time now, just for clarification, presently, what's your role with the county? And what does well, it entail? I'm the county executive, so I uh, report to the Board of Supervisors and we have a strong county executive charter, so my responsibility is to make sure that we implement 
a balanced and safe budget that's consistent with the policies expressed by the Board of Supervisors. All of the department heads re report to me with the exception of three elected department heads, although I still have control over their budget. So uh, mostly my job is to make sure that everything is adding up and actually uh, the operations are uh, achieving the goals that are um, anticipated by the board. Now, obviously, with 50% of that $6.5 billion total, procurement has a big role in that, doesn't it? Right, it does. And uh, just to give you a little history of our purchasing issues, um, back in 98 and actually all the way until about uh, 2008, uh, we were sort of operated as a collective of agencies with uh, what we now call 28 departments. And each department had great discretion to do its own purchasing. The only thing that was really consistently done centrally by the Department of Procurement was uh, purchasing of goods. Most of the service contracts were done in a decentralized way. So it's been a real problem getting a handle on purchasing because each department um, did it in its own way and, and not necessarily in an extremely transparent way. So we've been trying to centralize and start operating more like a, um, instead of like a collective, like a single agency. Sort of putting it all in through one scope, both services and goods. And is this where the KPMG uh, work comes into play here? Exactly. Um, now that, as I mentioned, you know, we're begin to recover from the 10 years of uh, downturn, we realized that over that 10 years, we really cut way too deeply in many of the support services that are critically necessary, like procurement policies, procedures, administrative monitoring, uh, technology that was able to monitoring, monitor our purchasing. And, and we really had a great need to come up with a centrally led uh, model of purchasing so that we could get everybody operating with the same policies, the same procedures, doing RFPs and purchasing the same way, get away from purchase orders which were sort of blind to the operations. And that's why we brought KPMG in to give us um, a roadmap for the future of how we should operate. Because, you know, with a $6 billion budget, we're effectively equivalent to a Fortune 400 company. And, you know, we need to have real professional uh, organized purchasing all right, now, so with this first million dollars that we spent, or 1.3 million is the amount, that was really to do an assessment of the landscape, I guess. Where are you now? What are the elements that are in place in terms of the decentralized procurement? And was it designed to give you really a scorecard or a report card or an analysis of the starting point? Correct. Such transformation? Um, right, because we, as I mentioned, had really a collection of departments um, 
we didn't centrally have a real good idea of how many people in the in the county were actually doing purchasing, what part of the process they were doing, what things they were purchasing, and how they coordinated with other parts of the organization. So we asked KPMG to come in and take a close look at it. Um, we ended up finding some surprises, such as the fact that we had <clears throat> well over 400 individuals in the county who were doing some part of purchasing on an intermittent basis, some quite a bit, some you know once every two years. Not everybody was trained appropriately, not everybody knew what the processes and procedures and policies were, and so there was a lot of inconsistency about how the work got done. Now luckily, most of that was purchasing of small uh, you know, issues like, you know, office supplies and various other things. But some of it was um, developing contracts for services, and that was a real problem. So that's what okay, we Okay, now going back, mm -hmm. so, Go sorry to interrupt, but, but going back, because if I if I look at your spend, uh, because you've been spent, you're, you're, again, you're like, an, as you mentioned, a, a Fortune 400 company. With that spend and that historic, what took so long, I guess, to engage uh, KPMG uh, to, to have a look at this? Like, what was the trigger? Because obviously, you know, this isn't a, a spend that has just come out of nowhere. I mean, you've been operating and spending billions of dollars, not you personally, of course, but the county has been spending billions of dollars uh, of taxpayer money. What triggered it now as opposed to three years ago or five years ago? Was there ever an exercise like this done in the past to do an analysis that said, okay, where you are now is all right? Uh, and uh, that's why there, it, it, it didn't occur until now. Do you know what I'm saying, Jeff? Like, yes, I know. Um, so I started in 2009, and at that time there had already been two um, previous episodes, and they were in the middle of another episode of trying to get a handle on decentralized contracting. They started with contracting because those contracts in the different departments were typically the ones that were for services that were um, uh, fairly ill defined to outsiders. And the problem had um, really been analyzed with all of the departments. And essentially, the previous um, CEO and leadership realized that the problem had been created by rapid growth of the organization. At the same time, there was significant cuts in in procurement and other support services. So there was an attempt at least three times to try to standardize contracts and procedures. However, the great difficulty that we had, <clears throat> well, there were two great difficulties. One was <clears throat> pushback from the department heads who wanted the autonomy because they felt that they had special needs that couldn't be recognized centrally, but the, probably the more s significant problem was we really didn't have a spend visibility capacity. So we couldn't countywide really, without a lot of manual work, find out exactly where the spend was for all the departments. <clears throat> so we um, 
back in 2009 realized that that was going to be sort of the precipitating issue and got involved in um, trying to implement uh, Ariba in our Department of Procurement uh, um, took the lead on that in order to let us get some clear clarity about where we were spending. We found even more problems in process because we found that um, some things were being purchased on purchase orders that shouldn't have been purchased on purchase orders. Some uh, contracts were not really uh, yearly contracts. They were long-term uh, contracts with ongoing increases in costs, not based on performance, but based on need. So we found a significant amount of policy problems and compliance problems. And that's what really led us to pull the trigger on getting outside help, because we knew we had tried um, four times to um, get some uh, coherence in the system. We knew we needed help with looking at it from a big picture look and from a standard of uh, expertise. And that's why we did an RFP and KPMG was successful. Now, let me ask you this question going back because you mentioned episodes uh, in terms of looking at the problem because everyone was, it, it seems, was aware there was an issue or there were challenges in that regard. Had KPMG or any other consulting firm been involved in the past to do an assessment or, 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 or address this issue? There were some small assessments, primarily of centralized procurement. Um, they were um, didn't have anywhere near the scope of looking at the entire county. It was more a matter of uh, looking at policies and procedures in procurement. And then, you know, we also hired a new uh, director of procurement over this time period that I'm talking about, who brought in the expertise to get the policies and procedures centrally straightened out. But um, there was no real look at the entire system because there was really a belief in the organization that we were a collective, not a conglomerate, and that there was little need to centralize. However, as needs and services changed and as technology changed and as we added more and more infrastructure in the county to be able to know exactly what our performance was, we began to realize we really needed some help. And particularly another trigger that really has pushed us is implementation of new um, major technology systems like an electronic medical record in the hospital and health system, a new financing uh, finance uh, system in uh, budgeting and finance, a new jail um, management system, a new uh, social services electronic system that connects with the state and the feds. These big <clears throat> systems were very, very hard to procure in a decentralized way and led to significant problems in the procurement process because we had departments who sort of knew what they wanted, but translating sort of what they wanted into an effective RFP 
was very difficult and we led, led to significant problems. So that's another reason why we felt we needed outside help. So, but, but going back, and I, I, I don't know if you answered my question there, is was KPMG retained as part of those earlier, what you call less expansive or smaller assessments? Were they one of the organizations involved with that as well? Like if you, no. has the county worked with them on that? I'm no, sorry? No, not until, no, they weren't, they didn't, weren't involved in the early efforts. They <clears throat> only got involved after the RFP recently. Okay, so this is this is an entirely new engagement. So, okay, let me ask you this question. And and again, there 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 seems to be, and correct me if I have this right. There seems to be a recognition that you know reminded me of higher ed institutions where each department feels that they want to do their own procurement. It's it's because they only understand what they need. Uh, but going back to it, and and you use an interesting term. It's it, 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 they had a collective versus conglomerate mindset. What you're saying is, is given the billions of dollars in span, you can no longer think of independent departments operating uh, according to their own processes or their own requirements. What you're trying to do and, and, and to save taxpayer money is bring it in under one centralized uh, model that can be then give you clear uh, spend visibility. Um, that can give you a control over process to ensure that there's a consistency of process, whether you're procuring goods or service. I mean, that's that's the whole idea of this, correct? Yep, you got it. Is, let me give you an example. When I first got here in 2009, <clears throat> there were only 14,000 employees. Of the 14,000 employees, only about 12,000 had a government email system and address, but there were 22 different email systems. Some of them were Outlook, some of them were Lotus, some of them were other systems. And that was because each department had sort of purchased its own email system and because of what they thought were their own special needs. And, you know, none of the systems communicated with each other. There wasn't a central directory of all the employees. There was no way to communicate by email with all of the employees. And this was just, you know, pathognomonic of the problem of having a conglomerate, I mean, a collective rather than a conglomerate function is that people, did, you know, departments didn't communicate with each other, so they didn't know what they were doing. And they were all paying different amounts of money for similar or even in sometimes identical services. That's just not acceptable. So let, let's look at the and So through these improvements, and that example you gave is great, Jeff, have you been able to quantify what the tax dollar savings would be or the impact in a very tangible form? Because obviously you're embarking on a journey, the first stage, 1.3 million, and we'll get into the extension of 2 million in, in a minute and, and, and discuss the KPMG side of things. But is there a tangible dollar return or savings that you expect to achieve through the present course of action? Well, I can't honestly tell you an exact number because, uh, as I mentioned before, our spend visibility is still in its infancy. We're implementing um, <clears throat> Ariba. It's, I was just at a presentation <clears throat> regarding Ariba. It's technically all been implemented but hasn't been <clears throat> uh, connected with the business uh, extensively. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I can tell you that there has been significant savings in the sense that there's a whole lot more efficiency in operations. 
we're doing much better with purchasing large products and large IT systems. With regard to, for example, the um, email example, we've eliminated um, all of the email systems and developed uh, IBM 365 in a cloud uh, technology so we have everybody on the same email structure and we have you know the SaaS capability to help with all of their uh, needed office systems. So it makes the operation much more efficient. We can communicate better. Like I said, I can't give you an exact number, but I'm sure it's Okay, not an exact, but how, how about an estimated number? You know, I mean, oh, there's got to be a, an end goal or outcome. I mean, it, that's got to be part I of the equation, that, I would imagine. Yeah. I would think, right, at this point, it's probably over $100 million of savings so far, and I'm hoping that it'll be uh, twice that once we get a real clear idea of our spend pattern and our spend taxonomy um, we'll be able to you know get a more definitive number but I can see just in the way that the departments function in the way they present their budgets in the budget asks that they're much more efficient the budget asks are much smaller as I said in the last you know uh, Six years, we've not been in deficit positions, even though we've had significant increases on our costs and our revenue has increased, but our efficiency has also increased. So I'm pretty happy with what's going on. Okay, so so far through this exercise, you said you've saved $100 million. Now, is that tied to the KPMG project itself, the $1 million that's been invested in that, or is that part of a, a much longer transition towards here? I would say the estimate that I'm coming up with starts from before KPMG, starts back when we um, began to do the contract standardization, uh, which was you know, somewhere in the region of about 2000. 9, 2010, and then also um, the uh, changes in policies and procedures regarding the use of centralized procurement plus the KPG, K, KMP, KPMG effort, that's where I'm estimating about the 100, 100 million. I think we still have quite a bit to do. As I mentioned, the first part of the KPMG contract was really an assessment of where we're at. Um, in some parts of the county, we're better than we thought we might be. In some parts, we're significantly worse. We've created a central management and um, policy uh, process so that we'll have a centrally led process. That's where I just was at the meeting for the procurement leadership group. And um, we're identifying a significant number of large uh, purchases that we can improve with uh, centralization. Now, the For second example. part of the engagement, the, right, okay, the second part of the engagement, what does that entail? So you've had the assessment done, and, and I guess that's really what you can call a report card on where you are at this particular point in time. 
what's the second part of the engagement with KPMG entail? Like, what's the objective? A couple of objectives. One is to actually implement the structure um, in order to uh, develop a centrally led process. So a leadership structure plus policies and procedures plus um, helping us with uh, um, getting a uh, CPO hired and on board with a job description with um, communication um, mandates between departments, uh, training of um, many of the 400 plus employees that are doing some purchasing, um, determining which ones should be um, removed from purchasing based on trying to consolidate efforts, um, which ones need what type of training. Some really just do purchasing, as I mentioned. Uh, some actually do competitive procurement. Um, so e each group needs a different type of training. So they're, they're going to help us with all of that. Plus, there are a couple of large procurements that we need some help with. They're IT procurements where um, our system, our employees, are just sort of overloaded at this point. There are 150-plus IT projects that um, are in the uh, line of you know, to do. And a couple of them are really critical, and so we're asking KPMG to help us with a couple of them. Now, is that where, and I'd referred to one of my articles about uh, uh, the KPMG looking to hire someone in Santa Clara that uh, uh, is mid-senior management level to handle a lot of the things that you've described there. Is, is that job posting uh, that, that uh, I hope you've read, but is that something to do with the work they're doing with Santa Clara? Right. Because they're talking about so SAP, SRM, Ariva. Right. That's going to be, you know, somebody that works for them. They're not anticipated to stay with the county. It's really to help with the implementation. But because these IT procurements have to involve numerous systems like SAP, which is our budget and finance system, uh, they also have to include or include communication with EPIC, which are, is our, um, our uh, electronic medical record and some of the social system areas. We need somebody who can understand and deal with the market in those areas to help us implement some of the other large projects. For example, we're, we need a new records management system and jail management system for the custody part of our organization. And many of the inmates that we have interact with other parts of the county, so we need to have um, a system that can communicate with all those different uh, products. And so therefore, it's a pretty complex uh, RFP because it has to do what the custody bureau needs, what the custody health bureau needs, what social services needs, what um, probation needs, what reentry needs, um, and it has to be able to communicate across platforms. So that's the kind of thing we're asking uh, KPMG to help with. 
So this will be an employee of KPMG working with you specifically Santa Clara County on these complex. It, it sounds like a very important position. It, would it, would you, would not have made sense to hire or does this make sense to, to leave that in KPMG's uh, uh, bringing someone in specifically related to what they're doing? And ultimately, you said, you know, it wouldn't be a long-term position. I mean, is there is there going to be, uh, what you can call, I guess, simultaneous training and knowledge transfer from this KPMG individual to somebody within the county? Or how, how is that going to work going forward? After, well, after the, the preliminary you indicated is... It right. Well, um, the, the plan and what's written into the contract is there's a transfer of uh, expertise because at the same time that we're doing all of this with procurement we're also changing around our IT department structure which also suffered from the same basic problem of all of the departments using IT in different ways and we're going to be hiring a uh, chief procurement officer to lead this whole effort from the top so at this point, we don't think we need to hire another position, um, and we're planning on KPMG being a short-term um, helper because we're a short-term uh, engagement. Right. So All right. We can build so, our so now, the, the... sorry, yeah. I lost you there for a second. Oh, so, sorry. so in essence. The the two point two million. This is just to take the one point million report card to the next stage, bring in the resources. But ultimately, the plan is to make this really, as you say, a short term engagement where there is a plan of handoff and knowledge transfer, so that right. uh, ultimately uh, Santa Clara County is running themselves uh, rather than an ongoing dependency on KPMG. I mean, is that a is that a good way to say it? Oh yeah, definitely. We. Uh... We want to do it ourselves. We just need extra expertise at this point, um, and you know, just extra man hours or woman hours to be able to help us um, get there. Now, I have one last question to ask you, and I appreciate your time today because I know you are busy. Uh, I talked with an expert I, I wrote about by the name of Stephen Bald and, and, and other people when I'm doing research. And as you know, it's with my talking with you today, I'm more interested in getting to the facts than anything else and understanding this. But there's been red flags raised. There have been concerns saying that the amount of money spent with the $1 million and then the combined $2.2 million or $3.2 million uh, is excessive. That, uh, as, as uh, one expert put it, there's no amount of consulting and insight anyone can deliver for that kind of dollar or to justify that kind of expenditure. And I guess I have to ask you about that. Uh, you've, you've, you've been with the county for a long time. You're obviously very knowledgeable in what you're doing. I mean, how do you respond to something like that? Well, I think, you know, the, the county has to go through a uh, very uh, mandated RFP process, and we um, did that when we were selecting KPMG, and it's an, analyzed by a number of people in the organization looking at what the product is that they're going to produce and the cost. Um, we typically pick the lowest cost um, bidder. Um, I know that there can always be debates about whether that's too much, not enough. 
whatever, I would say that given the uh, very problematic state of our purchasing process um, countywide, um, I think it's a reasonable deal. Now, of course, obviously, I'd like to have it be less, um, but um, when you think that um, we're dealing with, you know, three plus billion dollars of um, purchasing and or spend, and we're dealing with 28 different departments, 18,000 employees, over, you know, 400 employees doing some type of purchasing uh, with lots of different systems of purchasing. It's a complex nut to crack, and uh, I think anybody, any consultant is going to have trouble with it. It's not as simple as a um, private business where you typically have one product line and uh, a much smaller workforce and a much more clearly defined measure of success, which is profitability. Our measure of success is facility for providing services. All right. Well, Jeff Smith, I thank you for joining us today. I mean, it, it's been an interesting insight, and that, that's really what I wanted to, to achieve with our discussion today. Obviously, if you achieve the $200 million in savings, uh, it makes it look like uh, $3.2 million isn't a whole lot of money, does it? Well, right. And, um, you know, we're we're working towards that, so we think it's successful at this point. Um, you know, I uh, obviously my job is to keep an eye on the bottom line. So, if it looks like it's not being successful, KPMG will be gone. <laughs> ah, see, that's an interesting thought there. So there are there are performance clauses in here or return clauses. I guess that would be the better way to say it. Maybe no. Right. It's not return. So you can in at standard. any time. Right. We can get rid of them. And, you know, it's not return in the standard way that a uh, private business would say, you know, you're not having a return on investment on the bottom line. For us, it's more an operational return. You have to demonstrate that you're actually improving our operations and that we're actually getting benefit in terms of facility and efficiency of operations and training and make sure that, you know, employees are actually performing. Uh, so it's a different type of return on investment. But if they're not performing, we can certainly and would get rid of them. So in another year, we'll touch base and that $200 million savings, et cetera, we'll check on those targets, although I will tell you we can't hold you to it. It's on an exact number, but that was estimated. But let's stay in touch. I'd like to follow up in, in maybe six months or a year and see how this has progressed. Would you be amiable to doing that? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. Jeff, Jeff Smith, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. appreciate it. And to you, our listening audience, as always, thank you for the privilege of uh, uh, sharing your time, which is a valuable commodity. I don't know if you can put a dollar amount on that, as I'd indicated uh, at the top of the show. And uh, 
just now ending the conversation with Jeff. The whole focus of this interview was to really raise some of the questions and concerns that had been raised and red flagged and to get another side to it. Because remember, the whole key of what we're trying to do here is to get to the truth and, and get to the facts and get a firm understanding or a full understanding of what those may entail. And uh, Jeffrey Smith was kind enough to fill in his perspective. And again, we'll continue to track this story as it progresses. Anyway, until we come at you over these same virtual airways of the Block Talk Radio Network, as always, I remain your host, John Hansen. Have a great day. Bye for now.